and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Welcome everybody to Monk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first. From someplace far away, he is very nice, very evil, CJ. Who's next? Hollywood Hunt. Spence. And now, the best in the world, Mr. Rizzo. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, CJ Spence and myself, Mr. Rizzo, we discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling by talking Cody and Paul Heyman, sponsored match ideas for WrestleMania, and our first ever interview with ring announcer Chris Gullo. Earlier today, we got that interview done with Chris, and we're going to hear some of that now. All right, so we got our our first ever interview, and we got... got a gentleman here who's uh, been doing stand-up since 2008. Uh, Art Voice Best of Buffalo Award for Best Stand-Up Comedian in 2014. It's a little pressure to be funny. A uh, couple of uh, podcasts with a co-host with Rediscovering the Indies and WrestleNomics Podcast. And with 11 ex- years of experience in the industry, working with over 20 different wrestling promotions, just to name a few. Revenge Pro in uh, P- Pennsylvania, Excite Wrestling in New York, as well as ESW or Empire State Wrestling in Western New York. We have the ring announcer, Chris Gullo. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, yes. So, yeah, Thanks I'm so glad, uh, glad we can have somebody else join the show besides the normal uh, normal guys talking wrestling. Um, so, yeah, how you doing? What you, what you been up to? Uh, staying busy. Uh, it's never a, never a dull moment when you're, uh, I, I say when you have a slash, 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 like, you know, podcaster slash comedian slash ring announcer slash sometimes actor. Like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're involved in so many things. It's, it's tough. You're, you get bogged down, but you have to stay busy. I absolutely love it. Especially in this busy wrestling world that we're in right now. Yeah, it's it's a lot for it to be busy, and uh, you know the last few years uh, on the independents uh, have grown. Just I when I started, there wasn't a lot uh, going on, and just the demand for especially independent wrestling. There's there's a lot of work out there. There's a lot of promotions running, a lot of fun. So, how'd you get started in the wrestling business? Uh, so uh, it was a Craigslist ad. <laughs> so nice. Oh, great! This is gonna be that's awesome. <laughs> No, nothing so, bad comes from Craigslist. <laughs> and I met Doink the Clown. He was in this apartment. It was real weird. Yeah. All right. So there's a there's a little okay. There's a little bit of background before the Craigslist ad. So I kind of have some background. I did a uh, wrestling talk radio show in college, and we like interviewed wrestlers and all that. And I met some local wrestlers, and they kind of recommended me some places. And like, there was one place where I went, and like, I was like setting up chairs and everything and all that. But there was a, at that. Also, at the time, I graduated Buff State a couple years before that. I had an experience in radio, experience announcing sports, and I saw a Craigslist ad looking for a pro wrestling ring announcer. And I'm like, this is my shot. And it was with Buffalo Championship Wrestling. And uh, I a- answered the ad, and I made my debut on uh, 
December 11th, 2011. Uh, and, uh, yeah, my fir- first guy ever ringing us in the ring was Brody Lee. Wow. Now that's a good way to start. You got a, you got a really memorable guy to, to, to think of every time you think about looking back at your career to begin. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. I got him up there. That's he's right there. There you go. <laughs> I got him above my, above myself in the, in the room here. So, so Chris, you um, said you'd been a fan of wrestling for a while prior to doing your first wrestling gig. Uh, as yes, a business. Yeah. What, what draws you to wrestling? Uh, our, our, our name of our podcast is honk. If you love wrestling. So what is it that makes you honk about wrestling? What do you love about wrestling? Uh, when I was a kid. So like, I, I just kind of liked all the different characters and personalities. And I was always big into superheroes and it was really like real life superheroes. And I got into wrestling in the mid nineties, early to mid nineties. Uh, uh, and I remember like, uh, you know, I had a tenant TV and back then a tenant was cool. Cause you would get so much stuff that like, uh, you can, yes, get, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. I had that get TV. superstars and Fox, but uh, Fox and Buffalo, but then you would get the Canadian version of superstars. Cause we get the Canadian channels. <laughs> then uh, I didn't have cable, but for some reason, uh, this Canadian channel showed nitro on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> And uh, also, I always remember this, Channel 67 would air ECW, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, and USWA. I thought that was the coolest thing. Smoky Mountain is where it's at. Smoky Mountain right there. So, yeah. So, I've seen you do a bunch of interviews, like, for backstage for ESW. And, um, you know, promo like promos or setting up the next matches. But have you ever been part of like any storylines or like I was going to say with these guys taking any bumps with some of the wrestlers? Uh, not really as a ring announcer, but I have done stuff as a manager, uh, mostly in Southern Tier Wrestling. Uh, uh, I, I was in a tag team match once and then also oh, fun. I, uh, I also did a six man tag team match in pro wrestling rampage when I was a, a manager there. So I've, 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 re- I've wrestled a couple matches. Oh, my, cool. uh, my record's Owen too. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you got a shake going. That's wonderful. You got your yeah. name in the wrestling book as a, as yeah. a professional wrestler. That's what matters. Another slash. What came first, the announcing or the training? I would assume that the announcing came first and you got into training. Yeah, so I kind of learned as a go. Like, I didn't have the traditional pro wrestling training. I, I, I kind of got a lot of it too. But like, uh, I just learned like bumps and whips and stuff like that, like Irish whips and all that. It's like, hey, kid, get in the ring. We need somebody. <laughs> just asking people, asking my friends that I already kind of became friends with because I was, you know, ring announcing and I was refereeing too. I got in. Uh, I was a ref about the same time I was a ring announcer, and I was still a ref once in a while, but I've steered away from refereeing. So. That, that job seems so hard. I, I have it's an appreciation very it's very for hard. the ref in the wrestling ring that you're supposed to not pay attention to until you're supposed to only pay attention to. Like, but he's calling all the shots and relaying them. Like, it seems way too hard to do. So I understand what so they away from that. They miss chair shots all the time. Referees do nothing in the ring. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but 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 keeping with that, um, sticking with that that obvious wrestling trope, would you say that refereeing is the hardest aspect um, that that you've stepped in in the business? Do you think that that is the most difficult? I think so. Yeah, it, it, when it be so, I have been a, a referee, a commentator, 
uh, a manager and a ring announcer. Uh, and I think of those, obviously wrestling be the most difficult thing, but I think of those refereeing. Yeah. It's the most athleticism. I mean, you get blown up. you like, you can, you know, you got to have good cardio and you really got to, a, a good referee can make a match. A bad referee can, can ruin a good match. So wow. like, it's a really cra- crazy way to think about it. I, I never really looked at it like that. But I guess there's a reason why we know Charles Robinson's name. And, you know, there are a lot of other referees that have come and gone in the past. Um, But, you know, as far as ring announcers and stuff like that are concerned, we're we're hoping to hear your name come up in the big time soon. Do you you expect that AEW call up soon? I I don't know about that. Uh, You know, uh, who who knows? I just plug away every day and uh, I'm I'm happy with the stuff I do. Obviously, I I, want to be on TV. I think that's the biggest goal. Well, Tony Khan, if you're listening, and I know you are. You have a man that wants a job here, all right? We have, well, you know what? I'm not even going to go on right now. Yeah, I, I still think that Drew Gulak is listening to us from what I heard him tweet about last week. So if WWE wants to give Chris some work as well, we're, we're, we're open to everything for him. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that, that New Japan's be some of goals that you still want to uh, – <laughs> Yes. We do um, have a listener in Connecticut that we're, we're certain of, and we're pretty sure it is Vince. We're pretty sure it's Vince. <laughs> So, Chris, one of the things we like to do on the show here is kind of pull back the curtain, whether through our own thought processes or things that we've like read and learned. So let's pull back the curtain a little bit on some of the work that you've done in the indie scene. What's been your favorite moment working in the indie scene or in wrestling? Uh, probably ring announcing the Ultimo Dragon. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I ring announced the Ultimo Dragon. I also actually got to announce Goldberg to to the ring once. He didn't wrestle. He was like uh, giving like a scholarship award was at a Legends uh, wrestling event, but announcing Goldberg and announcing Dude, Ultimo Dragon. You still got to say the name, right? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's, that's amazing. So it sounds like you've got to meet a lot of really cool like legends and heroes in the course of your thing. Has there been anyone that's like, made you like starstruck in terms of like running into people or you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm X, you know? I think, uh, I think we always have that feeling like most recently, uh, a few months ago, I, I got the ring announced two cold Scorpio and I was a huge two cold Scorpio fan, uh, growing up and like, like just sitting in the car that I'm like, wow, that was cool. But like, I don't get like starstruck in the moment, but I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so we all know live shows, live television, anything like that. There's the opportunity for something to go terribly wrong. And for most of the time, we don't ever get to notice that because the people like you get to fix it, make audibles, things like that. What's been the craziest mistake or craziest botch, let's say that's happened during a show that you've had to suddenly think on your feet for. Okay. Uh, so I was working (laughs) the show. As a ring announcer, and as I said, guys, I have started is really it sounds. I have fun. I have a referee background, right? Well, the promotion I worked for only booked one referee, uh, really great ref by the name of Pat Fenton. He unfortunately though broke his leg during a match in the ring, and the promoter's like, "I don't have a referee. Can you ref?" And I ring announced and ref. Uh, we did find a, a fill-in ring announcer until we found, for some reason, a ref was in the audience. Oh. But like, there was a point where I had to announce a winner while having a ref shirt on. <laughs> that guy was just waiting for his moment. They're like, "Do we have a referee in the crowd?" And he just takes off his shirt. <laughs> it's a really good ref, actually. He just ended up was checking out the show, but Brian Renda from C4 Wrestling. Like, oh. so I'm glad he ended up uh, refereeing the rest of the show, and I got the ring announce again. But <laughs> go yeah. back to the. Back I, to the mic. Like, 
I have ring announced and refed on the same show. So you put you, you put the term multi hyphenate to a whole new a whole new yeah. meaning at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that that's your like favorite moment in a wrestling show, or do you have a favorite moment that you've been a part of? Um, I mean, like I just said, I, I think like the Ultimate Dragon Goldberg things were cool. Um, I mean, getting to kind of ring announce, you know, some of my friends and CNM have accolades and all that. Like, it's, I mean, I've, I had a lot of fun moments. I've had a lot of great moments when I, when I was a referee, I got to work for House of Hardcore for Tommy Dreamer. And that was pretty cool. Uh, that was a cool moment. So like, I mean, I've had some pretty fun. It's hard to just pick one, to be honest with you. That's, I mean, that's awesome. I, I love that. So speaking of multi-hyphenates, uh, as we said earlier, you're also a podcaster, and yeah. one of your podcasts is Rediscovering the Indies. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How does that work? The Indies have blown up in the last decade yeah. or so, and so, so there's a whole new animal out there. So that's a passion project that myself and uh, Jonathan Ash do together. Jonathan Ash, actually, you may have never heard of him, but you've seen his work. He's a producer on GCW and MLW. So he's one of the best, if not the best production guy in the business. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You guys are getting some of that deep dive stuff. And I haven't got a chance to listen to some of it. I've downloaded a lot and I have too many podcasts right now I'm trying to listen to. But do you have any newer episodes or some more stuff that's coming out with that soon? Yeah, so what we do on the podcast is is we break down uh, whether it's promotions, people, events, uh, things in independent wrestling history, because I think people really got in the indies the last few years, but they don't know the history. And we've done stuff from like the early 90s to the mid 90s to the late 90s to the 2000s. There's a lot. We're currently, uh, our episode releases have been sporadic because uh, my co-host is a super busy guy, uh, but uh, we're currently doing a deep dive in Dragon Gate USA, uh, which is Gabe Sapolsky's promotion that he ran in affiliate with Dragon Gate. Uh, we have three or two parts of our, uh, two or three, I can't remember now, but I think we got one more part coming up. So yeah, I think we have three out right now, yeah. Awesome. More more wrestling to, to listen to. I want I want to learn about Dragon Gate. Uh, are you doing anything else going forward that you have planned? Uh, we we Dragon Gate we, right we talked- now? We'll probably do one more episode of the Dragon Gate, and we, we've kind of talked some ideas. We have gotten, we've covered some great topics. Like if you go back and listen to the archives, we create, we we covered um, Dale Dale Gagner, aka Dale Gagne, which was yeah, it's a very that episode haunted me for a while. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> All right, fair um, enough. Uh, we 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 covered Dale Gagne. We covered the ECWA Super Eight. We covered the Ring of Honor CCW feud. Um, we did episodes on uh, uh, main event championship wrestling, which was a Ponzi scheme. Uh, <laughs> there, 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 there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's, just go back in the archives. I came to think of all, everything we've covered. Uh, but yeah, we've done some deep dives, and, and it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, it's a passion project for myself uh, and my uh, partner, uh, my co-host in that. So uh, speaking of financials and Ponzi schemes and things like that, the other podcast that you're a part of, I, I hope that was a good transition. <laughs> uh, the other podcast you're a part of with Brandon Thurston is the WrestleNomics podcast. And you guys really break down like the ratings, which has been really fascinating for me because I, I, like you were mentioning, Chris, I grew up during the Monday Night Wars and I remember the Nitro Raw back and forth and things like that. And I think that if the Monday Night Wars had happened in our age of like Twitter and things like that, I don't think... Uh, wrestling fandom would have survived it. I think we would have gone into a real civil war at that point. Well, uh, I, because <laughs> no, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just say because that happened. I think that's why there's a WrestleNomics because now whenever there's a competition to WWE, I um, I mean Brandon was doing WrestleNomics before AEW uh came on the scene. I know he was doing stuff with uh Chris Harrington, who's now uh 
part of AEW who's no longer wrestling, but he's an, an AEW uh, financial guy. But uh, it people are interested because there's some there's competition out there. Whether you people could debate the level of competition all they want, but people are interested in attendance. They're interested in ratings. They're interested in TV rights deals. Uh, they're I mean they're interested in I mean we've been doing Google trend stuff, which is fascinating, and YouTube views and and yeah, stuff like that. Trying to hear about Tubi. And if you want to hear uh, Chris explain fiduciary duty, that's where to that's where to go. I still think Tubi TV is going to get wrestling one of these days. But yes. thinks, I'm, I'm Wait, isn't uh, aren't old episodes of Lucha Underground on Tubi? I believe that's where you can I find did, them. So. I, I, there you go. So that was right. <laughs> Uh, um, so let's 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 jump into that a little bit, Chris, because I think streaming, particularly with yeah. uh, one one streamer in particular, HBO Max, uh, has really kind of made the future of wrestling. I think really interesting because we don't know. You've mentioned AEW. We don't know if they're going to start their own streamer, if they're going to hop on into HBO Max. Um, how has streaming? How has it changed the landscape of wrestling? Is it is it something you see as being the future? Or do you think there'll always be a place for basic cable or over the air wrestling like like there's there's been in the past? So I think the the basic cable like it's not going to go away as quick as we think. It might not be a thing in like 30, 40 years, but like the P fifty plus, they're not really cutting the cord. You know, yes, those go down every year, but they're not cutting the core as quick as 18 uh, to 49. Um, but there's they don't know how. Yeah, but there's I mean, there's still I'm, people my there's still people watching. Don't know how. <laughs> um, but you're going to see like, especially with these media rights deals, there's a streaming element to it. Right. So like WWE sells the rights to Ron's Smackdown, but then they also sell the streaming next day rights to Ron's Smackdown. Uh, I mean, the stuff is peacock's a separate deal like it's i mean for wrestling companies it's a huge financial thing like if AEW wanted to they could sell the next day rights you know on this their next deal of rampage and dynamite to somebody else and they could probably i mean there is rumors of a streaming service you know that that was kind of talked about in that bloomberg business week article last week um you know but that's you know they could i mean they could sell to warner discovery the rights to you know all their library and stuff to stream that now, Chris, I was going to bring this up on on kind of the main part of our episode today, but you did bring up the Bloomberg article, and I do feel I need to ask that cover, the Tony Khan airbrushed onto what is the Ultimate Warrior's body, is that art? Uh, what do you think? I, I think it belongs in the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> uh, so we actually, we, we we talked about it, me, Jesse Collings, and Brandon Thurston, and we've come to the conclusion that that might be actually be Tom McGee's body, and not even the Ultimate Warrior's Wow, body. Tom McGee, <laughs> that's a reference. What a deep cut. Yeah, so... But uh, it, it definitely looks like the warrior's hair, and uh, yeah, that was not Tony Khan's real body. I don't. Wait, I, I I don't know about that. I, Tony <laughs> still hired this man, even though he's a non-believer. I think he's still. Uh, I think that was Tony. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, but what we do here on the podcast all the time, just want to let you know, we are always trying to, to to find a sponsor or or talk about our next big thing. As as, as Spence was mentioning, anything else that you kind of want to plug or sponsor, or give a shout out to while, while you're here with us today? Um, I mean, just really, I'm available for ring announcing bookings. Actually, currently, I'm trying. Trying to get bookings for uh, WrestleMania weekend in Los Angeles. Uh, I I went to the Dallas weekend and the New York weekend uh, the recent couple years and got the ring announcement show. So I'm looking to do that in Los Angeles. So any there's any promoters, any connections listening, uh, people running Los Angeles available for commentary, interviewing, ring announcing, managing, uh, refereeing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just WrestleNomics Radio, Rediscovering Indies, uh, Chris Gullo on all Twitter handles. Uh, you can 
if, if you're local in Buffalo or I do tour a little bit, uh, you can see my stand-up comedy. So, Speaking of sponsors, we had the Royal Rumble a little while ago with the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Um, do you have any thoughts on a possible crazy future sponsor matches for Mania? We're going to have some fun with that later, but I just wanted to know if you had any ideas. I mean, I don't know. Like, Snickers has been a big, like, sponsor of WrestleMania, right? So, like, how can they utilize, like, you know those, like, giant one-foot Snick, like, yard Snick, one-yard Snickers or whatever that people can get? Oh, yeah, the big boys. Christmas, yeah, like, maybe. Or a a sad Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Or just a really sad Thursday, (laughs) yeah. I know those, sure. Maybe a Snickers on a pole match and you could actually use Snickers as a weapon, you know, and... I, I don't know. Extreme rules match, no kendo sticks, meter long Snickers. There we go. I, yeah. I would and, say and, zombies and giant eggs, but those have been done. And <laughs> you have to you have to have the most serious, scary character on the roster, Bray Wyatt, be in this crazy gimmick match too, because he's not he's not himself when he's not eating a Snickers. He's not Bray. He's, he's whoever <laughs> the fuck he is. It's perfect product placement. I think you're a I just think you're a genius. Hey, if, <laughs> if right. you're a shareholder of WWE, you love it because they, they just it's free money. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not going to give away all of my list, but for for Chris, I'll let you know one of my sponsored ideas that I have for Mania. Um, for the custody of Dom, we're going to have a 23 and Me Battle Royale. Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Just, that's pretty good because Rhea could be in there have, too. Rhea could be in there too. She's mommy, right? Yeah. So we. There's some fun with that. That that's just the teaser. That's my one of my OLIs of uh, 23andMe Battle Royale for the custody of Dominic. I love it and I hate you, but, but those two things can exist at the same time. They absolutely can. <laughs> All, right, All right, finally, finally, Chris, we've got a couple quick hits for you just to kind yes. of talk about your love of wrestling. Uh, we're going to do them real rapid fire. Favorite entrance music? Oh, that's really hard. Uh, oh man, that's really tough. See, uh-huh. I was going to do this a different way. I was going to try to do this a little different. I wanted you to decide. I mean, you may already have an entrance music, so this might be pointless. But if you had to pick an entrance music for yourself to go out with, who would you choose? Uh, so do you already a, have one? Uh, sometimes. Uh, the, the, <laughs> my friends usually, like, if, if I'm from the song, I usually play How Bizarre from OMC because that's my character. Love it. Otara Millionaire's Club <laughs> shout out, baby. Um, but, Send us merch. Uh, as far as favorite entrance music, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of great, out- the Wolfpack, though, the Wolfpack songs, it's very cool. Absolutely. That's um, great. What about, uh, so, favorite wrestler's gear or favorite, like, costume idea or vibe? Uh, We're getting into aesthetics you a, now. You gotta do a photo shoot, and you gotta pick someone's gear. Who are you choosing? Uh, Ultimo Dragon, the turquoise <laughs> dragon set up with the gold trim. Gotta love that. Excellent. That's and finally, the Ultimo Dragon, Ultimo Dragon references, so I love it. That's two Ultimo name drops. <laughs> and then finally, you, you're, uh, there's a handicap tag team match. You need to find a partner. You're walking around backstage. What wrestler are you hoping to pick for your partner? Uh, ooh, uh, let's... He's going to upset his actual tag team partners he's had in the past, but uh, <laughs> this will be fun. Oh man, yeah, this this is this is probably Nick Gage because why not? <laughs> wow, yeah. never a bad pick. Scary. Yeah, cut her all the way. 
if New, Jack, if New Jack were still around, I might have had to have opted with him instead of Nick Gage, but I don't know. I have to say that's a great one. Now, can I, I mean, bombard you? Oh, sorry, Spence, go ahead. I was going to say, the Nick Gage pick will fit right in in the Domino's Pizza uh, Tag Team Battle Royale. So Later, Yeah, oh my God. We're booking that they have to pay us. We're booking it for them. That's why Vince is listening. But if Vince is listening, I want him to hear one last bombardment question for you. What is your Mount Rushmore? of professional wrestling. Now, we're not going to hold you to it because, of course, there's always one later on that slips you and you're like, oh, yeah. I should have said that. So don't sweat it. This is not written in stone. This is a rough draft, right, for a later podcast. So this is mine. So this is what I prefer as wrestlers. Like, I'm not going to say it's like this is the uh, – but for sure. me, the, the top four, uh, Sting. Sting's uh, – uh, like, Sting was the first it's wrestler. Sting! Yeah. Uh, and I'm really going with guys that really like in my childhood were just to of me, course. Like, my favorite. Yeah. So now, real go quick, Chris, Sting. you brought you brought up Sting. Is it Surfer Sting, Crow Sting, or Wolfpack Sting? Surfer Sting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Joker <laughs> Sting from TNA? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Um, uh, so Sting, we're gonna go Bret Hart in the number two spot for Perfect. sure. Love this man. Um, the Macho Man Randy Savage. But the cream rise to the top. Oh yeah! And then the fourth one here, man. Uh, there's there's a there's a there's a lot to choose from. Uh, but we'll, we'll probably go Mick Foley. Oh, Mick. Now, of course, mankind do love Cactus Jack or Mick out of the four. Uh, uh, Cactus Jack. <laughs> Cactus Jack, all right, Cactus Jack, baby, bang bang. I'm an old, I'm an old school WCW guy. Give me, give me 1992 WCW. Oh, I'm dropping them elbows from the from the hardest part of the ring there. Oh man, Kip, Kip Fry WCW right before Bill. <laughs> ah, good call. Wait, that way to clarify. I like that. Kip Fry should have had the job longer than he did. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but we would have never gotten that awesome Bill Watch Jim Cornette showdown. Oh gosh, that was great! I just rewatched that the other day. Jim Cornette. Oh yeah, oh, sorry, we won't get there. We won't get there. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much for for spending some time answering some questions with us. Any last chance, anything to plug? Oh, Mr. Rizzo, sorry, you've got something to say. I was going to plug a couple things that I know that he was doing. Uh, This Saturday, February 18th, Buffalo Brewing Company is having a comedy night with Chris will be the host. And then March 18th, ESW is having their next show at Buffalo Riverworks. Yeah. And I'll actually plug some other things. March 2nd, I'll be in Horseheads doing stand-up comedy. Uh, I think I'm doing a co-headlining set that night. Uh, And then March 3rd, I'll be in Johnson City for Excite Wrestling, followed by Excite Wrestling the next day in Elmira. Uh, both those shows are anniversary weekend. We got Bobby Fish on the show. So, uh, yeah, uh, on February 25th, I'll be at Revenge Pro in, in, in Erie. So, Where is uh, the lie? He's doing all of these shows. Where is yeah. the lie? He's a busy man. <laughs> and, Chris, as you said earlier, you're going to try and find something to do out here in Los Angeles, my neck of the woods, for uh, Mania Weekend. Yeah. Um I'm always looking for more indie shows to go to. If you have any recommendations, please let us know. Uh, and if you have any recommendations or things for us, please hit us up on our socials at Wrestling Honks on Twitter and Honk if you love wrestling pretty much everywhere else. Uh, Mr. Rizzo, anything left to add? Uh, just uh, check out Chris at Twitter at, at Chris Gullo uh, and uh, WrestleNomics, at WrestleNomics and at Rediscovering the Indies podcast. Uh, I think I got the second one right. I know it's at WrestleNomics, but is it at... Rediscover uh, the Indies? RTA pod. Ah, okay. Much much easier than what I had said. Yes. You can find it a little easier. Thank you.
Thanks again to Chris Gullo for coming to hang out with us for a little while. Remember, you can catch him at ESW on March 18th. They're having their next show at Buffalo Riverworks. Uh, he will also be this Saturday, a little closer, the 18th. He'll be at Buffalo Brewing Company uh, for a comedy night where he's hosting. You can catch him on the socials at Chris Gullo and his other podcast, WrestleNomics, at WrestleNomics. So, uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Let's talk about some wrestling. Well done, CJ. That was well done. I, I wonder if that's how Cody's going to start every single promo now forever. I certainly hope so. It's such a great, it's such a great phrase. Oh my god, I love it. It's listen, it's good, but it, does anyone remember in the early to mid '90s when Hugh Grant got arrested for soliciting a prostitute on Hollywood Boulevard, like of the course. next day or something like that? He went on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and Jay Leno looked at him and be like, "Yeah, so, uh, so, 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 what do you want to talk about?" <laughs> and so so that's what I think of trash. So that's what I think of every time I hear Cody say, What do you guys want to talk about? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You hear about this? You, you see this? You hear this? Uh, just, my dad was Dusty Rhodes. Just so you all know, the Honk of You Love Wrestling listeners know, we are all on Team Coco. We are not Jay Leno supporters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's got a good bit. And I think it was his cousin, Marvin Leno, that gave it to him. But yeah, no, no, no Jay Leno love here. No, nope, uh, no. Nope. Uh, Although, about- listen, if, if Jay Leno does want to invite me to the garage to see some of his cars, I, I'll go. I'll go see Jay Leno's garage. Yeah, you know, why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> You know, fucking talking about big diesel cars. How about how about on SmackDown when we saw Kevin Braun Nash. Strowman and his boy Ricochet take on Imperium and pick up a W, guys? That Braun and Ricochet tag team, they're looking good. They're going to go ahead and take on the Usos this Friday night for the WWE SmackDown titles. Do you think that you see those titles changing hands this Friday? I, do, I don't, CJ. And here's here's why I don't. Because... I think we all are getting the sense that the bloodline storyline is, is, is not, I won't say winding down quickly, but it's starting the wind down, right? Which means at some point, someone is going to, someone is going to beat the Usos for those belts. And I don't see it being a slap together tag team of Braun Strowman and Ricochet, big guy and little speedy guy. They're a fun tag team to watch. But if we're talking storyline, I think you have to give it to another well-established tag team to kind of keep that that pedigree going. It's kind of my same. It's it's my same complaint that I have when everyone's like, "Oh, The Rock should beat Roman at WrestleMania." How unsatisfying would the end of the Roman Reigns uh, belt story be if he lost it to a part timer? In the Rock, who's only going to show up for like one pay per view, and then what? Relinquish the belts? I don't know. Whoa, uh, whoa, it, Nelly, we're in the nation of speculation, deep there, buddy. I'm just saying. I know. I, I'm diving right in today. I'm diving right in. I'm uh, I'm running on two hours of sleep. Uh, so, and that's on California time. So I don't know what that so means. That's like but that's it's, like one yeah. and a half hours East Coast. Yeah, you know, but 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 on on SmackDown there wasn't really too much more. I really do hope that we see Ricochet and Braun Strowman stay together as a tag team. I've been talking about it all week. I do love their pairing together. It's one of those things that I really didn't see working because it does feel like a thrown together tag team. But damn, that little and big dynamic it works very very well for them. Mm-hmm. I really hope they stay together. But the big news on SmackDown was seeing Sami Zayn go ahead and challenge our Tribal Chief. You acknowledge him, boys. Acknowledge him. Do it. Acknowledge, thank you, thank you, okay, thank you both. Yes, acknowledge our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, to a title match at Elimination Chamber. What do you guys think? Mr. Rizzo, I'm going to defer to you to talk first, because I have some thoughts on this. 
I really liked uh, SmackDown. I really like all the segment. And uh, it's a good thing we're talking about Sammy and the Bloodline because there's just so much wrestling that I don't remember the stuff that I actually did watch. Um, besides the stuff that I didn't watch and I don't know what happened. But Sammy and Sammy just coming out and he hit Roman with a chair. Am I correct? He did. Yeah, he, he, he snuck behind him. He was dressed in a hoodie. I believe he came from the crowd. I might have missed that particular point of it. And then whacked him with a chair. And then uh, Solo and Jimmy came out to make the save, even though they were eating dinner in the Suburban or in the in the trailer. I don't know. In the bus. There, there was some good sushi in there, they said, and that steak. Paul Heyman set up with. I'm going to throw this out there. Steak, steak is a terrible food to eat in a bus. There's no way you have enough room to eat steak in a bus. Listen, don't, I, I don't you th- ever, don't you ever talk trash about bus steak, okay, Mister Fancy? <laughs> I have a car and I can afford a house, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, there's You're a right, huge the difference same. between Roman Reigns' travel bus and the the cheese bus you took to school. I mean, like, listen, I don't you are think right. that I he's for- going to have a problem cutting his steak on the bus. I've forgotten the simple joys of a good old bus steak. Pardon well, me. enough bus talk, <laughs> gentlemen. Back to the main course, which was that challenge. Now, the main course of this entire promo wasn't the walloping him with a chair because Roman ends up, ends up taking that chair from Sammy. But as Roman Reigns licks his wounds a little bit and turns around to deck Sammy with a chair, we see one of the best spears. I have ever seen in my life delivered by Sami Zayn and Roman sold it perfectly. Sammy hit it perfectly. Boys, that's professionalism. You got to hit the big spots at the big times like your podcaster CJ here. And that I think ultimately CJ is why I was disappointed with the outcome of that, of that particular uh, little person. Somebody, somebody mute his mic. Somebody mute his mic. Yeah, Here's my, listen, off. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> okay. I'm disappointed because that spear and Sammy overcoming is such a great visual. It's something that's so cool, and it makes me bummed to see it kind of just being forced into elimination chamber that's so soon. I want more time with Sammy's Roman. And granted, I don't know what the plan is. I could be I could be talk right here, and then post Mania, I'm going to be like, "Hey, remember those words I said back on uh, February 8th? Time for me to eat them like a steak and a bus because well, I, I I was wrong." But, I, don't, I don't want to make you eat your own words uh, speaking about the tag team to take the belts away from the Usos, but I think the writing's on the wall when it comes to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going ahead after Sami loses this match to take on the Usos at WrestleMania for those undisputed t- titles. I, I, we'll talk about this when we talk Raw later because I'm a big proponent of... Well, will we giving- now? Will well, we well, well, let me let me finish. I'm a big proponent of giving storylines time to breathe and grow and like turn into something and have their space. And I just... It feels like if this kind of is reminding me, and again, I'm more than willing to eat these words uh, later on down the line. Just but like a re- spoonful of mustard. Ah! But it's reminding me a lot about the like the last season of Game of Thrones. We had this great build. We were setting setting little table setting little things. We were leaving breadcrumbs, and there we go. And we're finally at the last season. And then it's just hold on, we got to sprint through the climax. Go 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 go, and we're done. And suddenly Bran is king because he's got a great story. I don't know. Well, you and that's what it feels like. I feel like we built all this stuff up, and now we're rushing through the end of it. And I want to give that climax more time to breathe. You know, I, You're I mean, talking like someone who didn't watch the Raw promo between Cody Rhodes and oh, Paul Heyman. Baby. Oh, baby. We got to get to that in a moment. But I agree with you. It does feel like the storyline, for as great as it's been, has been rushed. It might be a little bit overshadowed about something that happened on Raw later, where this storyline is great. It's played right, out, we're, hopefully. We're jumping right to it. 
Sure. Go ahead, CJ. Sorry. I, didn't, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. Keep going. No, 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 we're no, going to get perfect. into yeah, let's go ahead and, and talk about that because we do see. Um, I, was, I believe it was to open. No, I'm not sure. You know what? I don't know where it was on Raw. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It could have opened. It could have been in the middle. It could have been at the end. I know it wasn't at the it end. It was but not whatever. the opener. The opener was the Judgment Day thing because that's the only part of Raw I saw. This no, no, for sure. I think it was kind of smack dab in the middle. But what I'm saying is the placement in the, in, on the show didn't matter because this stole the show hands down, no matter where you put it on the show. Because you get Cody Rhodes coming out there. And to be fair, I'm not a Cody Rhodes fanboy. I'm not a big Cody Rhodes fan. Everybody seems to be behind him. I get what he does in the ring. He's brilliant. My boy, Ree, actually, when we were a lot younger, when he first saw Cody Rhodes, he said, man, that guy's going to be a WWE champion. Then he went to AEW, and I kind of laughed, and I said, well, it's kind of the same thing. But, man, am I eating my words now? Because my boy, Ree, was right. This man is about to become champion. And this promo, damn, it won me over. Adrenaline in my soul. CJ spot in Cody Rhodes. I did, I did. Now, this promo was insane because you know what? It kind of did start to feel like one of those typical Cody Rhodes promos, the ones that he always cuts. My papa, my dad, son of a plumber, that same shtick. All right, I didn't see it, so so hit me up. What, what did I miss? Uh, so, so basically, Cody Rhodes came out and he talked about challenging, you know, Roman Reigns for uh, the the undisputed belt. He talked about he talked about Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman made his appearance really early, and and you know he he got up to to Paul and he said something along the lines of like. I mean, after the, what do you want to talk about line? Uh, he talked about how Paul Heyman was so great to his family. He said the year was 2000 and, you know, my, my family didn't have any money. Hard times became more than just a promo or something like that. And he said that um, they went broke and uh, there was like $100 in a Wachovia checking account for the whole family. Um, if you, you know, Dusty was doing car commercials for the money and he got a phone call and it was Paul Heyman and, you know, Steve oh, Carino oh, was in town. I want and, to get to that. He said he was doing car, he was doing car commercials, not for the money, but just to, just keep, to keep the, the car. car. It was such a good line. I'm so sorry that I missed that there. I'm trying to just remember all of this because damn, it was a great promo. Um, and he said that, you know, if, if, if you, Dusty, you know, if my dad would come on ECW, you pay him well. And what did you do, Paul? You kept your word. In addition to the money that we sorely needed, ECW, to give my dad his confidence back. And and I can't repay you for that, Paul. Thank you so much. And it was like... I think he went off. He ribbed a little shit. bit. And he hit Heyman right in the feels with some of the stuff that he was saying. We, we can't go in detail with every little thing that we said. CJ's doing the best he can with no, listen, how great this promo is. During um, this... But- during this promo, during this, I was texting with some of my buddies, and they were like, hey, is this Cody going off the rails? Is this him just going and doing a shoot? And the thing is, I think Cody and Heyman are both professionals, and I think this moment was too big for them to completely go off the rails on it. So I do think that it was a little planned, but damn, even if it was planned, such a great job. Uh, the reason I'd say that maybe a little off is that they did, like as they say, pull back the curtain a bit and saying that they mentioned that Cody was at a different... It was somewhere else. He didn't say the letters AEW or the company. He just meant, I'm so, I was somewhere else. And the or Heyman kind of took that, or Cody kind of took that as a real thing. Like the crowd kind of knew he was being more real with the story than just some fluff. And it kind of really worked, I think, for me with him adding to that yeah. before he gets to the the line that rocked everybody. 
Yikes. Basically, Cody gets to a point where he's just saying, listen, I'm just a guy trying to win a championship, and everyone's making this personal. And the reason he's about – he says another line before, or after this, but it's because Paul Heyman looks at him and says, the last conversation I had with Dusty was saying – you were his favorite son, but Roman Reigns was the son that he always wanted. And yes, it hit sir. him really hard. And then he sh- he walked up to Heyman, and Heyman looked like something bad was going to happen. And he sh- Cody shook his hand. And like I said, he was saying, everyone is coming after me and making things personal when all I want to do is win a championship. Well, I'm going to take those championship belts off Roman Reigns personally. And it was it was really good. It it, it worked. It made it made the rumble, I'm sorry, not the rumble, but Mania make sense and not convoluted with Sammy. I wa- everyone thinks that it's great with Sammy and Roman for that, but it instantly put the story between Wrestling has more than one royal family between maybe the – I'm going to get the name wrong of the of Roman's last name. The Anawai? Anawai family and the Rhodes family. That's another one. <laughs> uh, McMahon's as well. Fans, but putting them between them and then the Sammy and KO story is more of a tag team story with Jay Absolutely. and Jimmy. Absolutely. And then we'll get to that. There wasn't anything that we saw on that yet. I think there'll be some more stuff on SmackDown. And then we also know that Chamber Elimination is in Montreal, so that's going to have a big play for both of the guys. But it's clearing up a little. As amazing as the promo was, I just thought it put more clarity about what the WrestleMania picture might be between those four guys in particular, the Usos and Roman and Cody. I guess I just... That promo does sound amazing, especially that line about Roman being the son Dusty always wanted, because as Shay said, you know, all Cody talks about are his dad and defeating racism. Um, and so those, it's true. Like, those, are, those are his big his, points. Yeah. Those are his numbers. Two big that's ones, why he dresses yeah. up as Homelander people. Um, but, but I, I guess again, there is so much meat on the bone with the Sami Zayn Roman storyline that it just, it makes me a little bit bummed to know that that's that's going to be. I don't want to say pushed off in the tag tag division because I don't think pushed off is the right word. But he's, like, he's not a real competitor. He's. I'm sorry. It, he's, he's but, not. But why isn't he? Why, why isn't because, he? Because people said he the did, same thing about Daniel Bryan. No, and look at no, what happened with different. him. It's completely different. Why is it different? Because Sami Zayn is nothing in comparison to a guy like Roman Reigns. They came up through the same development system, right? They were. I both- argue that Sami Zayn is more developed than Roman Reigns because Sami Zayn came through. Yeah, uh, as also, we talked with Chris about the Indies. You're right. This is also, the second time that I'm going to ask someone to mute his mic. <laughs> just kidding. I, it's just, just, no, it's, it, no, it's it's insane. Because well, the thing is, yeah, sure, they both went through the same same uh, developmental, but look at their placement on the card. Look at their body size. Look at who they are as characters. It's not believable for Sami Zayn to beat Roman Reigns, but it is believable for Sami Zayn to beat Cody Rhodes. I'm not <laughs> saying that that's a feud in the future, but it's far more believable. You're talking believability in a sports entertainment business where, for the longest time, one of the and and to this day, one of the most uh, prolific 
prolific and profitable stars is a man who was a dead Wild West zombie undertaker who followed a magic urn around. I don't think we need to worry about body size and whether or not it's believable that so-and-so can fight each other. All right, we so saw Sammy hit that... We saw Hammy, yeah. Sammy hit that spear on Friday, and it looked great. You get a couple His of those first in that I believe. Yeah. But yeah, let, you him, know, let, him start it, a, let him start wrestling fucking blow-up dolls then. That's fine. I mean, if that's what you want, to completely destroy the credibility of professional wrestling, that's fine. And that's I what Sammy Zayn going no, over. You cannot no. Sammy Zayn possibly winning the titles against Roman Reigns is the equivalent to him wrestling a blow-up doll. Yeah. That is ridiculous. But I'm not say, asking. No, I'm I mean, not asking that Sam Zayn win, win the titles by squashing Roman. But it's that old saying of what do you call a team that wins a championship by one point? You call them champions. It guys, can happen. There's suspension of disbelief, but there's suspension of disbelief to a point, and that's the problem. When, when I'm not, when I'm not hearing point. any of this argument, man. Like Rey Mysterio won something, right? I never believe he could beat anybody. What yeah, are you no, talking about? What, what do you mean? Rey Mysterio is a decorated champion. He's a lot smaller than a lot I of people. I think that he physically can beat any of those guys, but he won a WWE championship because that's it's the more, story we tell in wrestling. It's believable. I suspend disbelief for every single thing I watch. I don't. Uh, this, right. is, this is a sure. bad argument. So I'll go. Oh, I'll no. go to my. Oh, wait, I'll wait, go wait, to my whoa, thing. Sorry. Go ahead. You're right. You're right, TJ. You're right. I'm cutting you off. Go for it. Take it back. So Things are going ahead, and, yeah, no, and they are because just going ahead and, and not being able to defend your own argument and to say somebody else's argument is bad is a problem in logic. Here's the issue: a guy like Rey Mysterio, and anybody who is a classic wrestling fan will understand, a guy like Rey Mysterio is a more believable champion than a guy like Sami Zayn. And Honk if you love wrestling listeners, go ahead, send your emails. Would it, would it be believable for Sami Zayn to beat Roman Reigns? Go ahead and and tell us how long you've been yes. watching wrestling for. It's you guys. I, you, guys I, I, you guys are whacked. You guys are. Way I out dis. Of I disagree with look you because the entire title. Look at how long. He's why do the Why for. do we watch? Why do we watch sports, CJ? Why do we watch why do I, sports? Why do I watch a sport? Because it's yeah. two. Because it's uh, two group of two groups of people. Two two teams that have a goal and it's real and it's it's athletic and it's competition. There's no script, so you never know who's right. going to win. Hold on, hold on, Rizzo. You never know who's going to win. So to say it's Correct. not believable that so and so could beat so and so, that goes against the epitome of why you watch sports. Anything can happen. All it takes is one hit. All it takes is one lucky drive. All it, takes, all it takes is one missed field goal, and an entire game can be twisted on its side. The same thing can happen in a wrestling match. This argument of, it doesn't make sense that Sami Zayn can beat Roman Reigns, that's malarkey, to quote a president. Okay? That is, it's, it's a sport. Anything can happen. And I think sure. that's believable. And the, the story of a man overcoming everything and getting that lucky shot and getting through and beating him and derailing something that is built and, and has spent so much time, like you said, is it's such booking. a great story. Sure. They make, they make sure. movies about that. Ter- and terribly so why bad wouldn't you want Why wouldn't you want that in your, in your climax of the storyline? Because it's not, it's not good booking. Because it's a flash in the pan. Look at Hangman Adam Page. Look at Hangman Adam Page. You guys don't, you guys, okay, so here's the deal. And, and I'm going to go at both of you. You guys don't seem to understand wrestling and how it works. So that's okay. Wow. It's all right. If you wow. stay on the podcast with me. Do, this the same way. do you believe Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are equals? No. You think KO is so much far and above Sami nope, Zayn? That is not correct. Well, then what, what, which one is it? 
He thinks Sammy's better than Cam. Wait, wait, wait. He's way he's... above KO? No. I, you, you gave me two options, that they're equal or one is way above the other. That's, there's a gray area in the middle there. Okay. I, so, I think that KO is superior to, to Sami Zayn for sure, but okay. it's, it's not a it's not an insanely vast difference. No. Well, and, and by I, the way, I would think that their my, careers in NXT and WWE are almost equal. And no. if I can believe that Kevin not Owens true. is a possible victor or possible uh, winner against uh, Roman Reigns, or I believe that Sami can be as well. I don't sure. know why it's that unbelievable. I don't know. I believe right now, in a crazy scenario, I believe Dominic can beat Roman Reigns. So I have no idea what your argument is in professional wrestling about being surprised about what story you might get. I just because, I don't understand. Because it's scripted. Yeah, we, we start every podcast by calling this a subjective what, what art. What do you guys not wrestling. understand? One, CJ. This is an off we, the air start- so this is an off the air discussion. No, no, no. I think this is great. I want the. I, I think we leave this in because I. we start the, every episode by saying that wrestling is a subjective art form, that there are different ways to look at it like any other art form that you can do. You have one way of doing it, but what I'm saying is that Mr. Rizzo and I are valid in saying that, hey, an underdog story where someone comes from behind and is the, the bullied downtrodden man who finds his way into a family, realizes that he's bit off more than he can chew, turns against them, and then wins it all in the end and, and like stands up as a champion for truth and justice. That's not the entire right. Sammy right. story, right. but is a great story to watch. And I don't sure. think why hey, you uh, have to bring in, I don't know, Roman Reigns is two feet taller than Sammy Zayn, so that's never going to happen. I was already said my argument was... We're just going to take it this way. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and we'll, we'll make this a wager, right? So, Rizzo, you're going to put $10... You, let's, you put $100 on the line, and I'll give you 10,000 to 1 odds, right? Here's the bet. What? Uh, you're going you're gonna to bet because you believe that Dominic Mysterio could be Roman Reigns, That's right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I understand that there can be a story written where Roman Reigns loses to Sami Zayn. That's it. End of story. Yeah. I'm not questioning whether or not that can happen. Can't, they can write a story where Sami Zayn can win. Them. That's it. Can't be a better. Can't be a better story than this. I didn't say it was a better story. I'm saying it is a story that can happen. That's sure. the end He's, of the discussion. Yes, it's absolutely. Possible. Sure. You're, you're saying scenario, that it's not possible. Dude, in any fucking that... scenario, anything can fucking happen. In the multiverse theory, anything can happen at any point. Sure, absolutely. Not in, the multi- in, yes, in a scripted they, television show, this, it can oh, happen. Guys, we're talking reality. Is this the time? Is this when it's going to happen? Yes or no? Because we're talking realistically, right? Is this the time I'm, that it's going to happen? I'm arguing, you know, but here, I'm arguing that effect. I think it should be this time. Put, okay, put $10 on it. Say that Sami Zayn is going to be Roman Reigns for the belts. Go ahead but and do I that. know that that's <laughs> not going to happen because that's they're what I'm their... saying. That's no, what I'm saying. What you're saying doesn't no, make any sense. It's not possible. We're saying it is possible, but that's not the story they're writing. That's <laughs> all we're saying. Possible story that they can write down and give us on screen. Do you guys not fucking understand, guys? Honestly, it's a semantics thing. Is that really where we're at? Where you, you, you sure, know, you came sure. Into in this. some, no, no. in some, you no, you're right. You no, no, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak. In in a five year span, sure they could write a fucking storyline where Edward and Nicholas Braun Strowman's tag team partner wins the belt. Sure, they could do that. It is theoretically possible, but we're not talking about the infinite possibilities. We're not talking about another fucking five years. We're talking about right here, right now. This is not the time. It was more believable for Rey Mysterio to win the belt than Sami Zayn. Absolutely, at that time, at that place. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. 
I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? If I may real quick, CJ, in this storyline, would Nicholas beat Braun for the belt? Because that's a really good storyline. I think that's Sure. I mean, sure. I think that's a good storyline. In the and you're All right. we are we are getting sure. we are getting way too heated here. We're getting way too Holy heated there over shit. an argument over the subjective art. And I think that we all have different views on this, which is why we talk about this, why we honk, why we love wrestling, because it's a subjective art form, and we all have our different things on it. Let's take a beat. Let's get back into Monday Night Raw, because, again, I didn't get to watch it. My son's going through a sleep regression, so I have been looking at the world through two bloodshot eyes after two hours of sleep. But I hear there was a steel cage match on Monday that was pretty bonkers. Oh, uh, yeah, we were supposed to get that at Raw 30. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, and there's a reason why I think it didn't happen because of the end, the, the finale of the match. Uh, both of these ladies kicked their ass, kicked each other's ass in the ring. And it was pretty cool with the steel cage, but to get a victory, Lita's music hit and she came out to help Becky get the victory. And I think, uh, Lita was probably supposed to show up for the 30th anniversary with one of the stars showing up. So that made more sense that she just randomly showed up today instead of that uh, Raw a couple weeks ago. Um, but it was really good. I, I enjoyed the show, but it is a little weird that a year ago, I think um, Becky Lynch or Lita, did, didn't they have a match for like that happened last year, and now they're on the same team? Did they not face off at Crown Jewel? Was that was that Becky and Lita as part of like one of those Saudi Arabian throwback matches that they did? I have a terrible memory, so I don't remember when they happened. I just know that I think it happened and that just a year ago we were the exact opposite that we are right now where they were enemies and now they're friends. That's that's all I was just pointing out. But I really enjoyed the the steel cage. There wasn't anything like amazing spots that I can remember that I mean EO climbed up the the ramp to make sure Becky didn't win and get involved. But yeah, it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was the main event and it, it, it was okay. It was realistically just the return of Lita, I guess, for a spot. And I guess that's cool. Um, she looks like she's lost 12 steps. Uh, that wasn't actually like a recovery joke. She looks like she lost a step or 10, whatever. Uh, no, it wasn't. It actually wasn't. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't, I don't know. If she, she looks, no, no, she looks healthy. It wasn't a substance abuse. I don't think she has. I know back in her past she might have, but no, I'm just saying she looks, she just doesn't look crisp. She looks like she has a ton of ring rust, which is understandable, but is she back? Is it just a pop? Because if it was just a spot, like she just, she didn't look good. And it, it didn't pop the crowd. I think so it was supposed to happen during the raw anniversary and they just waited to yeah, do it's it. It's weird. Can I, can I jump in real quick? Cause Mr. Razor, we were both right. Um, it was a year ago at last year's elimination chamber. Last year's elimination chamber took place in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so they did face off. It, we were both right, which I guess does make sense. It's now been a year since Lita's on. I guess you can play that into it. If she's going to play a further part in this year's chamber elimination, uh, thing like that. But, uh, yes, that's where we were both right. So, Excelente. So we anything else on Raw SmackDown talk about? I mean, really, we didn't see too much of the Uncle Howdy um, or Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, backstage segments. I think we saw a rocking chair at a point, and I think we're going to get more of that on this upcoming SmackDown. Yeah, there was a weird jump scare. Yeah, <laughs> it was Uncle an Uncle Howdy, Howdy jump scare. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a really strange little segment, but, I mean, aside from the Cody promo, uh, that was really it for me. Uh, I didn't even care for the cage match too much. I mean, it was, it was a fine match. I love Bailey. He's a great wrestler. 
Um, but it just, you know, it was, it, it just, you can't, after that Cody promo, after that payment promo, I'm like, man, I'm worn out. That's all I could think about. Just, it's, like, Brock, it's the, just like Brock Lesnar talking about uh, how all he could think about is Bobby Lashley. And when he goes to, to eat, he can think about Bobby Lashley. And when he goes to bed with his wife, after about four or five hours, he thinks about Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Um, um, which was a great promo, but it's just typing up those two big monsters to have their 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 final, their third and final, hopefully. Not hopefully, so those were fine matches, but uh, third and final encounter here. You bring up that promo, uh, CJ, and it sounds a lot like it had the same effect that Kofi Mania uh, did at uh, whatever that WrestleMania was, where it was the second to last match. Kofi finally wins the... Uh, finally wins the the title, and then the next match was the long-awaited Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronda, and everyone was just like, eh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where there's there's not a belt on the line right now. It's just it's kind of like, oh, this is a grudge match. It just it felt a little misplaced. Fine match, but hey, Return Alita, you know, it's it's what it speak, is. Speaking of things that are grudge matches without a belt on the line right now, uh, can we talk a second about how they're pushing through that mixed tag judgment day versus edge and the pride of Canisius college, Beth Phoenix uh, into chamber elimination before Rhea goes against Charlotte for the belt at mania. I, I expressed to you guys this on the, on the discord about how I don't like how this is being played out because I feel like there's more meat again, more meat on this bone than they're letting, letting sit and they're rushing through something that could be, could be really big. And it just feels weird. What are you guys thoughts on that? Great. Okay, moving on. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an, I like. I, I don't know. I think TBZ, who's not here to defend himself, still out on vacation. Lucky bastard. Um, is uh, <laughs> I think they're on the same page, which is not understanding why Rhea's not focused on Charlotte already for mm-hmm. Mania. And I'm like, we're gonna have five weeks of that, and. I just don't think we're going to get anything else from Beth after this. I wasn't expecting a singles run or a singles matches with, with Beth. She was comebacks after three months with the Rumble, um, does a pop, and then it's done, and she, Rhea will be comp- concentrating on Charlotte. But to my point, she didn't come back for the Rumble. She came back to run in during the men's Rumble. She wasn't a part of the women's Rumble, uh, which makes all this weird. I, I, My argument was that this Edge and uh, Beth return might have been better served for the Ross slash SmackDown after Mania, uh, have that little return, and then go into this. But I get, I get what you're all saying as well. Um, all right. Uh, so there was a big NXT PLE this weekend. Mr. Rizzo, what do you think about it? I wasn't going to go too much in detail of all these matches. I just wanted to touch on a couple things that I saw with this pay-per-view. We've, we had a we have the interview that we did with Chris and a lot of stuff to talk about, so I won't I won't go through this whole thing. Um, there were just a couple hot matches that were pretty cool. The Dijak and Wesley match was really great. It, like, it was one of the early ones that started the show. Um, and if you can see the picture on Twitter – of Dijak with his like bent middle Broken finger. finger. That was it. Does not look right. Well. I believe um, uh, to, to bring back Bray Wyatt. I want to say Bray Wyatt responded with a picture of his finger that is also permanently bent like that from a break. So gross, guys. <laughs> nice. So yeah, there was also the the Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Cruz two out of three falls match. It started off really good, and then. Daba Kato showed up and put down Apollo Crews and he lost. So it didn't get to a third fall. 
Carmelo Hayes won it 2-0. And I kind of enjoyed that, even though I didn't really want anything with Dabakato involved with it. I liked that it was a quick, decisive victory, and Melo is going to go on to Braun eventually. But the most fun thing to talk about in this NXT was the tag team Fatal 4-Way that was between Gallus, Pretty Deadly, uh, The New Day, and chase you and the most fun part of this match was when they were introduced gallus was in the ring standing next to new day and kofi in particular and one of the members of gallus because i don't remember who's who has a very large bulge okay awesome it looked like kofi was pointing at it and they're laughing and they keep pointing and i'm like what are they what are they doing? Why are they pointing at this dude's like bulge? I mean, as soon as the match, dick, I get it. As soon as the match starts, I realize that on the side of his singlet is a huge unicorn. And they weren't pointing at his bulge. The new day were like, there's a unicorn. Look at the unicorn. Look at the unicorn. And I'm like, oh, they weren't looking at his Okay, that was kind of funny. So, I just I popped for that before the match started. Um, they kind of got lost on who the legal man was, but uh, it, it, I don't know. It was still entertaining, and it was cool. And the, the steel cage match was okay with Braun and Waller. It, it was, yeah, Waller was so mad that he lost, he interrupted uh, Shawn Michaels on their media call afterwards and got himself suspended. Um, and that was kind of cool, but, yeah, that was it. That was That was NXT Vengeance Day. I kind of got a little more excited for it than in anything than it happened. Like I was, I was disappointed, but my expectations were too high. That's that's how I look at it. That's fair. I'm woefully fair. behind on NXT. I do feel the need to comment though that Gallus sounds like a anglicized villain from a uh, tsunami anime dub uh, and not a wrestling tag team. But anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so that was Vengeance Day. Um, we talked last week a little bit about AEW and how it's taken a back seat to uh, WWE and their events in the road to WrestleMania. Um, so I want to just jump in real quick. Let's let's give a couple of seconds for a roundtable. Not a roundtable, excuse me. Open forum for AEW thoughts. I'll, I'll do my first one. We saw the rubber match between John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page uh, that ended with uh, Moxley coming up with the victory, even though Hangman seemed to have the match uh, kind of taken the entire time, I believe he got taken over by a small package or just a roll up or something like that. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So I want to see, I want to see what you guys think about that. Do we think that's the end of the Hangman Mock storyline, or is that going to go forward into uh, Revolution? I don't foresee it going into Revolution per se. I mean, it can. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily finished. I got to catch up a little bit because I didn't see exactly how the match ended. Uh, so in that case, it feels as though. You know, the third match, it's run its course, but, uh, you know, I think that we're going to see those lingering threads. I don't see it going to Revolution, per se. I, I think we'll get something before Revolution. Revolution's, uh, like, two months from now. I think it's March 18th. I, I No, I might be wrong about that. March 18th uh, is in one month, my dude. Or it's March 8th, maybe? Yeah. It's, it's sooner than you think. Okay, well... Uh, yeah, all right. So it's not, it's one month away. Either way, I think it, whatever they will do, I think they're just going to do it before the the pay per view. I pay-per-view. think they are going to have another match that might be like a last man standing match or something, and get a definitive yeah. winner of someone who I, didn't I get knocked that. out. But I don't know. I'm just that's all. 
If it wasn't Moxley, I'd say they'd do a first blood match, but I think Moxley would lose before he walked down the ramp. So, Hey, if they want to have a nice, quick, short match, that's the way to go. Has there ever been a last blood match? Last man standing due to loss of blood. <laughs> Ric Flair. Oh, that's not okay. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> well done, well done. Woo! Uh, yeah, other than that, um, I, uh, tonight on AEW, uh, MJF is challenging Kensuke Tanesca. Did I say that right? I always yes. trip up on that one in my head. Uh, to a championship eliminator match, uh, further pushing along his storyline while Daniel Bryan is fighting against Roosh. In I the- did that last week. It's Bryan Danielson. Oh, did I say it backwards? Dang it. Yeah. Uh, Bryan Danielson is fighting against Roosh. Uh, to finish off his uh, trials before being the number one contender or whatnot. Exciting to see what happens with that. I'm really excited about uh, Kensuke, Kensuke Taneshka. I think he's got it after seeing him live in LA. Uh, he's got the way to get the crowd behind him, and he's a great wrestler. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens next with him. But Now, now my thing on AEW is just simply that this entire TNT title is confusing me a little bit because you have Wardlow who has it beaten by Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe beaten by Darby. Oh, sorry. Uh, I apologize. I'm getting the chronology messed up there. No, no, you're, you're right. Wardlow had it. And then yeah, Samoa sorry, Joe sorry. Wardlow became Samoa the Joe. king of television. Correct. And then, sorry, Samoa Joe lost it to Darby. <laughs> and then Darby just lost it back to Samoa Joe, who was interrupted with his title celebration by, you guessed it, Wardlow. So it's one of those really weird, maybe they're going to do a three-way you know, match for it or something, but it just feels like we're regressing a little bit here. Always uh, love me a three-way. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We're going to talk about that T- later, too. The TNT title has been an absolute mess since Miro lost it. Uh, that was the last time I think the title had any real significance and really any care. Uh, what should have been an amazing run by Scorpio Sky turned into a wet fart uh, that turned into gave us super heel Sammy Guevara, which I think I speak for all of us when I say go away heat is not something you should be aiming for. Um, but yeah, I think the TNT, honestly, I think the TNT belt, how do I put this? Needs to go away for a little while. It needs a, a hard reset. Whether that's a a so and so is is holding it hostage, or it goes to I don't know New Japan. Or, I don't know. It, it needs a hard reset, and it's because it's lost a lot of its luster, Mister Rizzo. We're going too much in the minutia with AEW. Let's just enjoy the fact that Roosh is going to wrap a TV cord around Brian Danielson's neck, and we're going to pop. The it's bunny true. is going to walk down the ramp, and she's going to bite at the camera before she loses to Jamie Hayter, and we're going to pop. I listen to her. Do you, and, watch, do you ever watch the bunny's TikToks? She does like a day in a life as an AEW wrestler. They're really fun. They really. Get I've like watched really all of her vlogs fun. with my daughter. She she yeah. used to do an Oreo rating mm. with her and Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston would just run by her, swear in the camera, and steal her phone. And my daughter <laughs> loves Eddie Kingston because of what he would do on her vlog. Did so, you yes. see, speaking of, speaking of Eddie Kingston, I believe there's a video floating around, and we're not going to talk about it today, from, I, I think the Jericho Cruise is going on right now. That's AEW adjacent. Um, uh, there is a video of Eddie Kingston singing karaoke. I forget what song he's singing, but... Uh, you don't know what he's singing? No, what song does he sing? Hello. Oh, by Adele. No. No. Um, um, why am I going blank on the... Uh, hello? Hello? Is it me, your... Oh, Lionel, Lionel Richie. Oh, he's singing, he's singing Lionel Richie's hello. Yes, wow. yes you said hello. But nice. it, was more of like, it was more like a William Shatner spoken word hello. Well, yeah, I don't think... But <laughs> it still worked. I kind of liked it. But all right, what else we got? That was a lot. We're going to get to more EW. Trust on. me. 
Uh, C C C J. Do you do you hear that? I don't hear shit. There might be something in yours. It's it's a like a some sort of. Hold on. Is it is it a ticking I don't hear clock? Shit. Is there, is, there, is there a ticking clock? Am I near a a Neverlandian crocodile who has swallowed a clock and is here to eat oh, my other hand? Fuck this guy. What? <laughs> what is it? Wait a second. I know what it is. It's 60 seconds of the most intense wrestling recap known on the internet. It's the Honk If You Love Wrestling NXT Minute. Take it away, Mr. Rizzo. NXT begins with Carmelo Hayes. He's wearing my shoes. Getting interrupted by JD McDonough. Wrestling match later. Zoe Stark and Sol Ruka had a wrestle, and Ruka hit her really cool move after she lost the match. Yep, Dabakato is here and says he knows what Apollo did. That is why he dropped his ass. Mello and McDonough face off, but Dragonoff distracts JD and chases him through the NXT crowd. Thea Hale talks with Bondi, Tiffany Stratton, and tells her to suck it. But then, Ava Rain. Kidnap the hail and she will never be the same. Ava Rain. Next up, we get being the being the Wesley video with all the backstage wifey stuff. Pretty deadly, looking pretty ratchet. Get a match with Chase U. The hail escapes schism and pretty deadly get the win. Gallus in their future. Made event ding dong hello with Bailey is a ding dong oh no for Gigi as JC puts her through the door to end the show. Guys, to be honest, I wasn't keeping time. I threw my fucking phone during that argument that we had. I'm, I'm going to be so honest with you. I, <laughs> CJ, I, 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 I picked up the slack for you, and that was exactly one minute long. I'm going to check it. I am exactly gonna it. one minute long, according to my timing. Maybe a second over, but one minute long on mine. Oh, I uh, thought maybe I could listen to Maybe it maybe a second over. Once I saw you didn't have your phone, I was like, crap, let me grab, let me grab a, a timer on here. So, um, oh, All right. Boys. Well, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. After you. No, I was going to say, we've got our next segment. Um, earlier yeah, this week, or maybe last week. I'm, I'm waiting for you to interrupt me. What's going on here? I just want to double check something, because there was a little breaking news here. I think that there was some breaking news. Oh, sweet. If I'm out to get some surprise with something, I love Uh-oh. me some surprises. Oh, All I'm going to say, I'm, not, I'm just going to say the words, and new. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa, 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 watch, whoa, watch. whoa, whoa. All right, watch watch Dynamite tonight, folks. Oh, sorry. Let's, let's hopefully you caught Wednesday's Dynamite, and if not, go back and watch. It, folks. <laughs> well, if it's you're watching, like if, if you're listening to this, it's probably Friday or Saturday. Saying, go back and watch it. Baby. So, yeah, make look, sure you watch Dynamite. I guess looks looks like we got something to talk about next week. Now, earlier this week, WWE announced that. After the success of the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match at the Royal Rumble, they will be instituting more sponsored-themed matches at future PLEs, including... Oh, it is going to be fun. We here at the Honk, if you love wrestling podcast, thought we'd throw our hats in the ring and pitch some sponsored PLE matches. Uh, Each of us have come up with three different themed matches to a particular sponsor, and we are going to go for there. So why don't we start with... Mr. Rizzo, give us one of yours, and then we'll go to CJ and then myself. Well, see, I have OLIs. I have outside looking in. And um, one of them that I'm – I, I work for Big L Windows and Doors. And I think there's some other stipulations that are similar to this, but I was just going to throw out the Big L Windows and Doors match, sponsored by Big L Windows and Doors. That's as far as I'm going to get in with that OLI. 
But the other one, OLI, is the Three Stooges Cream Pie Match sponsored by Cool Whip. Whip. I just Whip wanted to, I tried to get Three Stooges in there also because maybe we can do a double sponsor. Maybe there's another movie that they're going to make or something animated. If people even know what the Three Stooges are, it's probably <laughs> hey man, funny. That's the Anyway. thing with Will Sasso in it, right? <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would say my number three, after my two LIs, is the L'Oreal Makeover Match. Ooh. And I think this is for Otis. <laughs> and he's going to face off against Mansoor. And once he loses, he's going to get a full makeover and turn into one of the uh, oh my god! Maximum, maximum male, male models. models. I'm going to throw this out there, Mr. Rizzo. Of all the matches we're going to pitch tonight, I think that one has the biggest chance of happening, like in the real world. It does. But my other two are really good. But that one is probably the most likely to happen. Yeah, that's the most likely to happen. CJ. Well, I didn't think that I could use the windows and doors there for this particular match, but I think it's my weakest of the two. I'm going to go with the Modern Steel Doors Asylum match between our two resident WWE jailbirds, Dominic Mysterio oh, no. and Jimmy Uso. So I take it that one won't be won't be taking place at uh, Chamber Elimination since one of those I know, two participants certainly is not allowed not. in Canada. No, absolutely not. So, so that was my first my first match there. Spence, what do you got? All right, uh, I've got uh, three on the line right here. My first one is the Arby's presents the We Got the Meats Big Man Battle Royale. That's right, we're doing a battle royale. Thirty competitors, all of them weigh over three hundred pounds and are taller oh, than six foot seven. We're doing a awesome. bunch of big men slapping meat because we here at Arby's. We got the meat. Stick oh away. God, that was good. Oh my god, that was good. <laughs> oh man, I, I love think it. that I love beat it. my number two. That's got to beat my two. What a great idea. We've seen this match before. We've seen a kiss my ass match before, haven't we, fellas? Yeah, we we, we have. Certainly, yeah, of course. And wouldn't it be cool if they ran that back, but it was sponsored by Dude Wipes? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody really wants to see a kiss my ass match between two guys. That's what oh. it sounds like. Not, not that there's it, anything it, wrong with that. Is it still called the stink face if you got the, if you're fresh down there? I'm it's just saying, face. dude wipes will sell, man. <laughs> guys will buy dude wipes if they hear that. That'll work. That's a good one. CJ. So my runner up is going to be the Babalot Pickleball Paddle Match between Nikita Lyons and uh, Gigi Dolan. I'm not going to say anything else about it. I'd listen to both of them, and I'd watch that match a lot. A lot. I'd watch it a lot. Uh, But anyway, Spence, what do you got for your... My second, my runner-up, is uh, this is actually a geographic match. It depends where you are, because this is the Carl's Jr. slash Hardy's match. It's just a regular match, but depending on what side of the Mississippi River you're on, it's got a different name. Uh-oh. It's that's clever. It's clever. It's good. <laughs> that's really good. That's like chamber elimination and uh, uh, no escape if you're in Germany. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, oh, no! Nope, oh. Seriously, that's what it's oh, called. I, I, oh, I, I'm aware. It just Tony's, hit me why it, why they do yeah, that. Yeah, just literally, you make one of these references an episode, and it's always oh, great. Oh no! I was listening to the wrestling podcast with the guy who actually came up with it. They're like, "Well, we can't call it this in Germany. What do you want to call it?" He's like, "Well, it's just called it No Escape." He's like, "Oh, okay, that works." It was it. It was just simple like that. Yeah. It was really crazy. Anyway, my number one. Which I think this is work, and I, uh, we have it. The Burger King Have It Your Way gauntlet match. Mm. I like the version of a gauntlet match where each wrestler that enters the gauntlet gets to pick their own stipulation for the match. And okay. I think that works both ways because you can have it your way. You rule! And it will it will sell. And the stipulation's kind of cool. I don't know if they've done that before. So I just I think that would work. That's the Burger King Have It Your Way gauntlet match. That's what I'm going with. My number one. What do you guys I got? Hoping, I was hoping that you were going to drag every former King of the Ring back in for that goddamn gauntlet match. Bret Hart, get your ass in there, baby. Jerry Lawler, don't give a shit what happened to you. You're in this gauntlet match, too. They got to figure out who is the King of Kings. But I like King yours. Woods, baby. For them to get a stipulation, yeah, exactly. For them to get a stipulation, I love that idea. It's it's a callback, too. So my number one, uh, gentlemen, it's going to be something that's a throwback to something that TBZ mentioned a few podcasts ago, his fantasy booking match. This is also a sponsorship match. It's the TurboTax Start Fucking Caring About Something match between Orange Cassidy and Wendy Chu. Oh, Awful. Well, 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 I understand where you're at with uh, with well, Wendy, but I thought you've changed on on, on Mr. Cassidy. Eh, it's here and there. It's just eh, he's because his he has had some evolution where he doesn't do any of like the soft kicks really anymore. He just he just wrestles. Yeah, it's believable that he'll be a fucking world champion too, right, guys? Anyway, yeah, Spence, it's all Atlantic. Spence, your all right number one, gentlemen. I want you to think about the WWE. I want you to think about what they love. Is it coherent storylines? Nope. No. Is it strong, well-written female characters? Absolutely not. Is it nostalgia pops? Oh, I know where this is going because I know what it is. Yes, yes, it is. And that's why this year at WrestleMania Goes Hollywood, Werther's Original is proud to present the Senior Citizen Throwdown. It's Nostalgia Pop after Nostalgia Pop after Nostalgia Pop after Nostalgia Pop. If you wrestled any time after 1997, you're not welcome in here, bro. Fuck out of (laughs) here. This one is for the oldies and the goodies. That's right. We're just doing guy after guy after guy, guaranteed to make every person in the SoFi Center, Center? Arena? I forget what we call it. SoFi Stadium. Say, oh yeah, I remember that guy. I mean, hey, anything anything to get our our friend (laughs) Virgil a payday works for me, baby. Oh, oh um, unfortunately, Virgil was not invited to participate. But don't worry. Uh, as long as Brett Favre doesn't doesn't rat him out anymore, uh, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase will be there. Don't worry. <laughs> it's a little on the nose that Ted DiBiase was caught up in that like uh, charity scandal, right? Because of fucking that's a little on the nose. Been there, be, done that. It'd be like if Kane. You know, besides being a terrible governor of a Tennessee county, also was an arsonist. Man, It'd talking like, about oh, a guy okay, who's... it's a little on the nose. Talking about a dumb wrestler that tweets a lot. Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. 
that was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, <laughs> listeners, hit us up on the socials or email said uh, honk if you well, love hey, wrestling at Gmail. I know it, we're it, not I'm done. Just, I know we're not done. I was just telling us to give us some of your ideas for sponsored <laughs> matches. That was all okay. I was trying to get to. That yeah, I wanted to say, really. give some of your ideas about what some sponsored matches and maybe which one you like the best out of all of our ideas. I was. I wasn't mention, trying that in the show. I was going to mention a Rey Mysterio, like a Tostito sponsored Rey Mysterio Alberto Del Rio match, baby. I got it back on the show. All right. Okay. Spence, what's I, your what's your okay, look out wrestling of the week? Okay, so we kind of mentioned this already today. I think there's an underserved an underserved a need. An underserved need, and we can edit this out because I'm stumbling for words right now. Uh, but there's an underserved need. We ain't editing shit. See out of wrestlers this doing things seeing wrestlers doing things that wrestlers don't normally do. And I think the thing that's really hit home this past week has been wrestlers singing karaoke. And that's why my Tobe Suicida isn't something that's happening on WWE. It's not something that's happening on AEW. It's not something that's happening on New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's not something that's happening on Impact, Ring of Honor, NXT, or any of those other ones. No, it's something that's happening every Monday night at Hogan's Hangout at Clearwater Beach, Florida. And I'm going to let the man speak for himself. Man, you know, it's great being around champions all the time. You know, it's been a long time since I got my strap on, but I had to rustle my girl Sky through the straddle the night to get my belt back, Jack. So we're going down to Hogan's Hangout now, and we're going to check things out for tonight, because tonight we get karaoke Monday night at Hogan's Hangout, and we're going to walk down there with these brand new belts, because tonight we're giving one of the belts to the greatest male singer and one of the belts to the greatest female singers because starting at 8 o'clock tonight at Hogan's Hangout with all the karaoke going on, I got my championship son right here, Nick Hogan, that's going to be running the game all night long. So there you have it, boys and girls, non-binary folks of all ages. Monday night, 8 o'clock, Hogan's Hangout, Clearwater Beach. You can compete in karaoke for Hogan's own belt. The man's giving away one of his personal championship belts for the best male singer brother and the best female singer brother. Hell yeah. I'm all about it. I'm going to I'm gonna get there. We didn't even get to talk about the adventures that TBZ and I had this week, which... God damn, never lend your car to a guy named Jimmy. That's my watch out moment for the week. Watch out for guys named Jimmy that are looking to fucking take your car. But when TBZ is back with us next week, we're going to talk about the adventures that we had in Florida. Uh, Mr. Rizzo. I didn't even get to tell about my earthquake story. Or uh, I can't believe we're talking about Hulk Hogan. I, re- I, I don't know. Every week with this guy. When now, he stops being newsworthy, I'll stop recording on forever. it. <laughs> now then, together forever, boys. That's the thing. When you're uh, NWO, CJ, real quick, how close your life. CJ, how close do you live to Clearwater, Florida? Pretty close. Pretty fucking close. Could you go and be a live correspondent at Hogan's Karaoke Night? <laughs> I can sure as hell make it up as I go along, yeah. Could you, could you win a belt for us from Hulk Hogan? <laughs> There's a possibility. You guys never heard my pipes. 
I I'm aware. All right. Well, yeah, the next time right. I'm in Florida, I know what we're doing, CJ. Yeah, that's right, baby. We're going. We're gonna go. We're gonna go and fucking get that guy, Jimmy. We're gonna get my fucking car back. Is what we're gonna do the next time you're in Florida, buddy. But my watch out now moment for the week. It's something that I've talked about in the past. It is a KO, Sami Zayn, eventual uh, pairing together to go against the Usos for the tag team championships. Watch that uh, as we progress through this week, folks. Yeah, I'll look out to the matches next week, Friday, I believe it is, or Saturday. The Feb- which, which day is February 18th? That's the Battle of the Valley. Correct. That's the match with uh, mm, mm, uh, Mercedes, uh, Mar- Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes Monet. Monet. Holy crap. I can't Swing speak to there. Mercedes mm-hmm. Monet. Uh, she'll be wrestling against Kyrie, and I think we should check that out. Uh, looks like there's just a lot of good wrestling to watch, guys. So just watch what you can. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us here at the Honk If You Love Wrestling podcast. Once again, I want to give a big thanks to our guest, Chris Gullo. You can follow him on the socials at Chris Gullo or at his other podcast, WrestleNomics, at WrestleNomics. A reminder that this Saturday, the 18th, uh, at the Buffalo Brewing Company, he'll be hosting Comedy Night. And on March 18th, Empire State Wrestling will be having their next show at Buffalo Riverworks. Go send him, say hey to Chris, and tell him you came because of Honk If You Love Wrestling. For Honk If You Love Wrestling, I'm Spence, that's been Rizzo, and that's CJ. You can follow us on the socials at Wrestling Honks on Twitter and Honk If You Love Wrestling everywhere else. We will see you next week, and Honk. Honk. Wait, I'm sorry. Do you mean Mr. TBZ? Are we not saying? Are we not saying names? Are we saying names today? I need to know whether we're saying names. I need to know. CJ. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. I think I, I get it. CJ. <laughs> I believe in. I believe in Espanol. It'd be not hey. I don't think they. I don't think that language has the the J sound. I believe it's jogging or y- yogging. It might be a soft J. Nope. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. That's why it's. That's why it's La Jolla and not La Jala. I'm talking about the Spanish language. I'm saying that they don't have the J sound. If I remember correctly, it's a, it's always an H. You know. It, I mean, it depends because there is a. There's a city in Southern California called La Jolla that's spelled L-A-J-O-L-L-A. And I know wait, and I know that because last summer I got offered a summer gig in that city and I said to my wife, oh yeah, it's, uh, there's one in uh, in Carlsbad and there's one in La Jolla. And she said, wait, hold up. What did you just say? <laughs> and I have still not heard the end of that. <laughs> Listen, you throw, a, you throw a Polish name or a Canadian, French Canadian name in front of me, I got it down. Yeah. Yeah, mm.